0: This is
1: Locked On Mariners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here's your host, D.C. Lundberg. Thank you, J.M. This is Locked On Mariners, and I am D.C. Lundberg. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tlopn. brought to you by Built Bar. Please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program using whichever podcasting app that you personally care to use. Ask your smart device to play Locked On Mariners podcast or any program here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at L O underscore Mariners. Follow me on Twitter at DC underscore Lundberg, L U N D B E R G, if you are uh, scoring at home. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. Okay. With me once again is Jason Hernandez of not only Locked On Anaheim Ducks, but his brand new hockey trivia show, What the Puck. Jason, how are you doing? (laughs)
0: Fantastic! I'm doing just wonderful here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where I talk about the Anaheim Ducks. Oh yeah, quack, quack, baby.
1: Are we going to use our golf commentator voices for the whole show, or are we going to
0: get back to normal soon? I'm going NPR. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah. All right then. Yeah, I'm on my tiny desk right now. So speaking of tiny desks, um, there's a little cubby. Right on the side of this tiny desk that you can drop some mail in. And in fact, there actually is something in that tiny mailbox, isn't there? Hey, it, it, it's fan mail.
1: They've yes. got some fan
0: mail in this tiny box. So I think that's what we're going to do today, right? We're going to do some
1: of it. It's going to be kind of a prelude to our next mailbag extravaganza with John Miller, um, which is probably going to go two episodes again because I got a lot of emails. There were two emails specifically that I wanted JD to address on the show that he didn't get a chance to because he wasn't uh, available to record. One of them was from our regular emailer, Aiden Soans, basically asking me, and we don't have Clive here. He's off doing something. I don't know. I don't know what the hell he's doing. And frankly, I don't care. But Aiden asked us the most famous uh, ball game that, that I'd been to and um, what minor league stadiums I had been to. John and I already answered the question on the air. Jason, I know you've been to a couple of famous ball games, and
0: I'd like you to talk about, uh, talk about those games, please. <laughs> oh there's more than a few famous ball games may I read the email yes sir so this is from Aiden Stones from East Hampton, Connecticut who writes what was the most famous baseball game you have been to for me it was game four of this past World Series you lucky dog you (laughs) also what is your second favorite baseball team and least favorite team finally what minor league ballparks have you been to I've only been to Dunkin Donuts Park Hartford Dodd Stadium Norwich (laughs) the sea unicorns I know awful name And New Britain Stadium, old home of the Connecticut Rock Cats. I gotta say, I kinda like the name Sea Unicorns. I love minor
1: league team names. They're so so out there.
0: Trash pandas, baby. Trash pandas. Alright, so back to my normal voice. Mm. My normal voice! Um, So, for my money, I think the most famous... Well, there's an infamous game that I've been to. And that would be the time where Frankie Rodriguez... At the time, the closer of the Angels, where he received the ball, and as he was receiving the ball, he dropped it on the mound, and a run came in, one of the more infamous walk-offs, the walk-off error, balk, <laughs> whatever that was. When you, said,
1: when you said Frankie Rodriguez, I thought you were going somewhere else, because you're talking about Francisco Rodriguez. My I Rodriguez. I thought you were going to talk about the time the Mariners were in Los Angeles and Frankie Rodriguez was pitching for the Mariners. Different Frankie Rodriguez. Yeah. And buzzed Mark Grinzelanek a couple of times, and then there was a pretty good brawl which ensued. I, that's where I thought you were going. And I was going to say, you were at that game? But no, you're talking about something else.
0: No, there, there's a couple of famous games there. Um, my favorite one was Dennis Martinez's perfect game. Mm -hmm. 1991 against the Dodgers. Yes, the one and only time that I rooted against my home team. But this was a special moment. How often do you see a perfect game? You have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than attending a perfect game. Not a no-hitter, not a no-hitter, a perfecto. Which I know that Mariners fans are familiar with. (laughs) as I can be seen here wearing a specific jersey that I just picked up. Oh, look at this. This has my last name on it. Yes, it does. My last name happens to be Hernandez, so it's like they made this jersey just for me. I'm kidding. It's, of course, arguably the best pitcher in Mariners history. Definitely the best pitching performance in Mariners history, that
1: one single game. I would say that.
0: Oh, I do want to talk about this with you, actually. Uh, We'll get to this in a little bit. Sure. A discussion about this and this is but, just
1: kind yeah. of a kind of an email kind of hodgepodge wherever this goes type episode ladies and gentlemen yeah so
0: um my famous ones are dennis martinez's perfect game there was obviously the very emotional no hitter that took place in angel stadium last season on the heels of tyler skaggs passing yes and that is one of that- the
1: only times i've rooted against the mariners ladies and gentlemen I will admit yes. that on the air when um, when the combined uh, – was it a no-hitter or a perfect game? I'm sorry. It was a combined no-hitter. Combined no-hitter. But So when it was getting down to it and, – and remember, remember, gang, that game was over in the bottom of the first inning. When Mike Trout yeah. hit his first inning home run against Mike Leake. the game was over, and I was really hoping that the Angels were going to do something special. I was kind of hoping that they would just win the game for Tyler Skaggs but as the game went on and on and on and the Mariners did not get a hit did not get a hit did not get a hit I was really hoping that the Angels were going to complete the no hitter oh, I was nervous yeah. I was
0: nervous through that game you know this because you were messaged you messaged me once and I didn't want you to message me anymore because right. you know how I am I'm superstitious I'm every not baseball people- person is superstitious <laughs> whether they want to admit it or not
1: every baseball person is superstitious yes
0: Yes, if you're listening out there, you and you're a baseball fan, you're superstitious. Don't lie to yourself, folks. Don't do it. Uh, but really, I I'm not one of those guys that says the words "no hitter" during a no hitter. I'm not going to say that. And DC knows the phrase that I use. What phrase do I use when I message that that it's happening?
1: <laughs>
0: He'll know when I say it. I used the phrase something special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And he knows it. Yeah, so I, when he, <laughs> when he saw me text that or message him that, he knew that he needed to shut up the rest of the game <laughs> cuz I didn't want to hear it. Yep. Cuz I was already nervous enough yeah. as it was. Mm-hmm. And I did not utter it. I just told like the fan like people around me like, "Hey, something special is going on." Like, "Okay, bagels." Like, <laughs> And most of the fans around me knew what I meant. Yeah. And I could tell that some of the fans were just as nervous, and they knew I was superstitious. They know I'm just not one of those hoity-toity baseball fans. No, I'm a real fan. I want to see a no-hitter happen. Oh, yeah. But I did cry at the end of the game. That was the only time I cried at a game. Mm -hmm. Not because of the home run by Mike Trout, not because of the no-hitter, but because of what happened afterwards when all the players pointed up and then they all took off their jerseys because every player had 45 skags on it. Mm-hmm. And they laid out the jersey, or all the jerseys, on the mound. And they all just kind of um, stood there, heads down in silence and probably said a silent prayer right there. Yeah, I did lose it right there. That was the moment for me where I let it all out.
1: Watching it at home, I did cry as well. i got to be honest. Oh.
0: Imagine being there. Oh, my God. I, let I could it all- not
1: I could not imagine being there. I cried after the pregame ceremony also Yeah. when his uh, uh, widow threw out the first pitch. And what a first pitch that was, too.
0: That was a strike. Yep. That was a bullet. Uh, the other kind of famous game at Angel Stadium that I liked was Albert Pujols' 600th home run. I was present for that game as well. So I've seen a bit of history. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Went to the uh, 50th anniversary game at Oakland. Yes. That That was a fun time. One of my favorite games in Oakland. Oh, let's see. Got to see uh, number 17 go into the rafters at Coors Field, which is the only retired number that the Rockies have right now. Right. A little bit of trivia for y'all. What other famous ones? I mean... I mean, those alone are pretty famous. I mean, that beats the hell out of what
1: I got. The the, the most famous one that I've been to is an infamous one, and that's Rafael Palmeiro's 3,000th hit. But I was at Griffey's 24 being retired. I was at Edgar Martinez's number 11 being retired. And... I went to all three games. The Mariners did Ken Griffey Jr. weekend and Edgar Martinez weekend, both a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And I was at both of them. Griffey was after he had been inducted into the Hall of Fame, and Edgar's was the year before. I was not at the weekend where they celebrated Edgar going into the Hall of Fame. His number had already been retired, but I was at his number retirement. Hey, that's still pretty so good. I so was, I was at both of those. Those still pretty good. I was at the last game at the Kingdom, which was a lot of fun. Ken Griffey Jr. hit that's the last... That's
0: historical.
1: That's historic. Uh, Ken Griffey Jr. hit the last home run in the Kingdom, and it actually was rather close to where I was. It was about maybe two rows behind me and a dozen or so people to my right. It was very, if we're very... we're going to go ch- that
0: route, I was at the last night game ever at uh, the Mur- Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, and the first game's... At Pickle Park. So there you go. There we go, and I realized
1: I did not answer a part of this question on the uh, on the original episode. My second favorite team and least favorite team. I did say I talked about my least favorite teams. My second favorite team, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before too. That's the Baltimore Orioles because I grew up an Orioles fan. I grew up a Cal Ripken Jr. fan, and I still have you know a place in my heart for the Orioles. But uh, you know uh, I might be having to start and to root for the Rockies here pretty soon because because the Spokane's now a Colorado Rockies affiliate.
0: So. My answers have changed over the years. Uh, the Mariners are definitely a favorite team of mine. I do like the Mariners. They do a great job as far as social media, as far as that goes, um, changing the ballpark name, kind of whatever. Um, they don't have very good teams. Uh, you know who's won me over big time? And I actually got an email from their team president this week
1: (laughs) i think i do know who it is but i will let you say it to the
0: viewers yes
1: that's exactly what i was thinking they their fan outreach is great they're
0: fantastic yes dave cavall is such a stand-up guy yeah oakland's won me over i'll admit it with the free game with all the social media stuff with the way they respond to it yeah oakland's up there yes least favorite team is not the same team anymore it is no longer the Giants. Hmm, I wonder who it is. Oh, hold on, hold on.
1: Is it an Apple Watch that? buzzing that I hear? Uh, no. But let's change it up and talk about built. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. You yes, I, you and uh, the minor, you've you've been to a ton of minor league stadiums, so we can spend two episodes talking about that. So we won't even bother. But before yeah. we but, but before we we move on, time for the trivia corner. We're doing another Hall Pass today, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. And this is a pitcher who enjoyed a 21 year major league career in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Possesses a 240 and 236 record. Did not pitched on a lot of bad teams. Uh, career. ERA of 3.66 career whip of 1.270 he accumulated 2773 strikeouts against 1255 walks he is an ERA champion he has one ERA title also led the league in shutouts once led the league in strikeouts once and also led the league in whip once strikeouts per nine led the league in that category once led the league in strikeout to walk ratio twice He is a... uh, He placed fourth and third in the Cy Young Award voting, and he is a three-time All-Star. He also placed twice in the MVP voting. Is this man a Hall of Famer, or should this man be a Hall of Famer in your opinion out there? In podcast land, we'll tell you who it is after this word from Built Bar, the greatest protein bars in the history of greatest protein bars. They taste as close to a candy bar as a great protein bar can get. High in protein, low in sugar calories, and carbohydrates, The nut-free flavors are all made in a nut-free facility, ladies and gentlemen, and they are gluten-free to boot. They come in 18 terrific flavors, in addition to the limited edition flavors, which they have from time to time. Right now it's the white chocolate uh, cookies and cream, the uh, peppermint brownie, terrific flavors, uh, the maple pecan. I don't I think there's running out of those but there's still a few left, I believe at builtbar.com. Don't forget about Built Boost drink powder and Built Go energy shots and the Built I've said this before too, the Built Boost uh, drink powder. If you mix it with hot water, it's a great way to relieve a sore throat. All this can be found at builtbar.com. And if you use promo code UNLOCKED, that doesn't work. So try promo code LOCKED ON instead, and that'll get you 20% off of your order. Built bar, I'm loving it. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, the hall pass, ladies and gentlemen, the statistics that I just mentioned. Would you put this man in the Hall of Fame? Jason, okay. I will ask that very question to you.
0: Um, is he an American leaguer or a national leaguer?
1: Primarily an American leaguer. In fact, he only spent one half season in the national league.
0: It's pretty minuscule uh, whip. What team or teams did he play for?
1: Well, he had really two primary teams where he spent a great deal of time. One of them was the Angels. The other one was the
0: Tigers. Ah, okay. (laughs) As soon as he said Angels, like, oh, wait, okay. Uh, Ooh, should he be a Hall of Famer? This has been talked about with me and a former colleague on this very network. It has. Oh, man. He's right there. He's close. He's really close.
1: <laughs> he's he is super close, which is I think, which is why I'm going to say he's right
0: there. He's right on the fringe.
1: He's right on the fringe. Yeah, I I, I kind of think that's where he is too. But yeah, should I say who it is? I will I in a second because I, I will say that. I think that I would put him over the edge. The 240 wins, he pitched on some bad, bad
0: teams. Yeah, he did.
1: So so that hinders his his one loss rate. He was basically a 500 pitcher, but go look at his other statistics. If he played on a good team, if he were a Yankee, he might have 300 wins. Who knows? Uh, Jason, we've chewed up a lot of time on this. Who is this? Frank Tanana. This is indeed Frank Tanana, ladies and gentlemen a man that I never saw pitch, but looking at those numbers, my gosh, he had a much better Major League career than I think most people realize. No kidding. Yes, indeed. If you out there in podcast land have a question or a comment, please submit it to LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Clive Braithwaite Fourth will read it on the air, and I will reply to it. Questions or comments on any subject are welcome and encouraged. LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. Once again, is that address, please keep it appropriate. This is a family show. We 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 will be back shortly. Welcome to the second half of Locked On Mariners. Here once again is your host, D.C. Lundberg. All right. Yep. Thanks, Joey Martin. We are back here on Locked On Mariners. If you're a fan of the NBA, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all this week, plus waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. Subscribe to Locked On NBA Podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. And, uh, returning to this podcast, kind of a preview to the next email episode and, you know, in addition to the previous email episodes here with Jason Hernandez of, uh, what the puck here on the locked on podcast. It's Network.
0: beginning to look a lot like basketball as my Lakers put a banner up. Hey, how about that? Yeah, definitely check out the NBA shows as my Los Angeles Lakers celebrate their 17th NBA championship and they go on for number 18 I think they're gonna do it I think they're gonna break the record for most titles in the NBA with 18 take that Boston Celtics (laughs) do you remember which which market you're speaking to here yeah but at least it's not the Portland Trailblazers (laughs) yeah Ah, yeah yeah see 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 Mm -hmm. I just cheered up your fan base there who would you rather have win the title, the Blazers or or the Lakers? Yeah,
1: I think the, the, the I think the Seattle fans they are no fans of the JL Blazers. So hey, I think, the like the Lakers
0: won it for Kobe. Okay, they won it for Kobe. Yes, yeah. And so I, there's that.
1: I mean, ladies and gentlemen, the I don't know anything about basketball. I don't follow basketball. Uh, we got to get back to the show because we're running yeah. behind time. Uh, we have so one more There's e- another email. There's another email that I wanted you to address from the last show that we'll, that you'll get a chance to address on this show. This is from Tyler in Linwood, and it involves uh,
0: jerseys, which is – Yeah, this I This is JD's address, wheelhouse. This is JD's I address wheelhouse. This, and I want to address something that you said on the last podcast. Oh, dear. I wanted to listen to this part, and I'm going to kind of call out a little bit. Here's the email. I really want the Mariners to get new uniforms. Uniforms that are radically different than what we're used to. Not just a minor update like what happened recently. The Mariners have had basically the same jersey over the course of my entire life and love of the Mariners. I'm 24, by the way. Baseball jerseys are boring. Usually just a solid color with the team name or city across the chest. Would you like to see the M's take on new uniforms, and if so, what would you want them to look like? Or would you rather see them stick with what they've got? Thanks. Tyler from Linwood. Okay. So, DC, you want the uniforms to largely stay stay the same. Yeah. In fact, you're okay with these. I will say I do like the Navy jerseys. I don't know why you would want to change. Okay. I like the Navy. I'm wearing the Navy jersey yeah. right
1: now. Okay? I don't want them to go away. I would add another road jersey. I like okay. the, the the blue jerseys are nice and classy. I would add another road jersey. I do not
0: want those to go away. So I liked and did not like what you said about that part because I think there is a better way to do it, and this is more of my hockey background coming in. First off, the Seattle Navy jersey I think is a classic You've got the Seattle script with the compass on the S. You have this kind of neat font on this jersey. It's different than their typical jerseys. Instead of just the regular block font, you have this kind of fancy font with the silver letters. And it's I'm going to go deep into jersey talk here because I think that's what some of the jersey heads really want. They want the deep talk. On this particular jersey, the navy one, you have the silver kind of shimmering silver numbers with the triple tackle twill. So you have teal, then navy, then silver, which I think is fantastic. Then you kind of have the stylization of the sans-serif lettering on the back instead of just the regular block lettering. So the navy jersey, I think, should be here to stay because it is different. Now, here's what I would do, Tyler. I do want the Mariners... To somewhat get new uniforms, there's a caveat here, okay? They've had the same jersey for a long time. I made this argument that the Rangers should have made a drastic change, and they didn't, and I'm highly disappointed that Texas didn't because they moved to a new ballpark. They should have gotten a new jersey or a completely new jersey set. There are some teams that should never change their jerseys. The Yankees the Dodgers, the Red Sox, among others, the Astros are one of those teams that has to change because they can't seem to find a good identity with a jersey set. The jersey they have now that's going to be associated with Keating, which is too bad because I like that look. I hate that
1: look now I'll admit oh it. yeah, yeah, no, totally totally. Like, I'm with it, you on that, but you know, looking at it just objectively. It's a it's it's classic, it's clean, and it's a shame that it's now associated with this cheating scandal.
0: And as far as the Mariners, the white the main white home jersey, just the classic jersey, I think that one should always stick around because it's associated with some pretty damn good Mariners memories. Those were the jerseys they were wearing when the double was hit. Those were the jerseys they were wearing when when Ken Griffey Jr. had that sweet swing into the right field bleachers during Little Big League, a classic baseball film. Also featuring Dave Magazine. Yeah, those were the jerseys they were wearing when Ichiro got that iconic record-breaking hit. There are some fantastic memories in that particular jersey, so at least that home jersey should stay. The road jersey, I could see changing. Maybe an alternate, like the alternate teal, I could see changing. That's fine. But here's what I would do to have an alternate. I know, DC, you're not a fan of the cream color. That's fine, I guess. And I know I'm in the minority
1: on that, and I'm okay with that.
0: Yeah, you are. But there's a way they could do better as far as Major League Baseball in their jerseys in general. So you know how they have their players weekend, where they had either white on white or black on black or those god-awful colors. No, they could do this so much better. Take a page from the freaking NHL, okay? Look what the National Hockey League just did to excite most of the fan base. They came out with a program called Retro Reverse, where they would take elements of an old jersey from a team, put either older or newer colors on it, and completely change the jersey. That, I think, would work in MLB because there's enough of those classic jerseys where they could change it. I'll give an example. The Dodgers. They could possibly change that gray jersey to maybe an all-blue jersey with maybe not red numbering, but maybe a blue jersey with white numbering and red script that says Dodgers. Maybe change it up. That's that's the whole purpose of the retro reverse program. The Montreal Canadiens, they've always had either a white jersey or a red jersey. And every time they've tried to throw back, they've thrown it back to barber pole stripes or something weird. No, Montreal, for the first time, they have a blue jersey. So that's weird in itself. The LA Kings, they had a foreign blue and gold jersey, mixed in with their black and white jersey. So that's kind of the purpose of the reverse retro. Um, And I'll take another example that's kind of familiar to you all. The Vancouver Canucks. They did their weird gradient jersey in a different colorway. So here's... And I did think about this question a lot. A lot. I bet you did. Here's what the Mariners could do. They could take that classic jersey and completely reverse the colors. So why not have an all royal blue jersey in the classic lettering bring that back not See, in gray you know what i would um
1: i'd go with that the other part of the problem that i have with the cream jerseys is that they don't have a name on them and the mariners are not a team that can get away with that i don't think
0: that that may be true but i'm just saying why not adopt something that the nhl did that created a ton of buzz yeah mlb can take a page from this If I may give some more examples that some fans might go, hmm, that might not be a bad idea. The San Diego Padres. Instead of having an all-brown jersey from the 80s, how about an all-orange jersey? That would just be interesting. Maybe some would say it's ugly, but it's interesting. Or let's go really reverse retro to really screw things up. Why not completely reverse the colors of the Yankees jersey? Ooh reverse,
1: man, I see i I don't know if I would change anything about those Yankees jerseys. I was pissed off when they put the corporate logo on the front of the Yankees jersey, and which so, is a small thing, but man that's that to me that's changing the jersey and um with the Yankees, huge. I just don't know, man, it'd be just for a weekend, okay, now if it's just for one weekend then then yes, I thought you were talking about yeah just for, for a a pro-
0: I thought you were because th- that's what the, that's what hockeys doing it's it's just for a few games. Why not have this reverse retro idea for a few games? I honestly, and like now that I said it out loud, that might look kind of badass. I think they should do it. I think they a should do dark, it. Dark navy Yankees jersey with white pinstripes. Just imagine it. You're thinking about it. Yeah, I know that... the fans out there are thinking about it. They <laughs> are. <laughs> they yeah, it look slick.
1: Yeah. It so might. that's
0: my idea on uh, a new take on new uniforms that the Mariners could have.
1: All right. And yep. we're we're going um, and I've already given my my opinion on this on the last show. John and I actually w- spent a lot of time talking about it. We are going to touch on one question for our next mailbag. I am not going to answer, it, but Jason is going to be since he is not going to be available. And this comes to us from Daniel in Republic, Washington, and he asks, "Who is your favorite classic rock band or
0: artist? Jason, take it Ooh, away. This is a great question. <laughs>
1: Hold it right there. This episode is already way over time, and the following conversation was another eight minutes. So we're going to stop here for the day and save that for the next mailbag episode, which probably will be coming up pretty soon. John Miller is going to join me for that, and it's most likely going to be another multi-parter since I got quite a few emails. In the meantime, please remember to download, rate, and subscribe to this program. Look for us on any new podcasting app that you can think of. Follow us on Twitter at lo underscore mariners. Follow JD on Twitter at stimpyjd, and also follow Locked On Anaheim Ducks. You have to look up Locked On Anaheim Ducks in your podcasting app, otherwise you'll get the Oregon Ducks and Seattle fans. I'm sure you don't want that. Anyways, also follow me on Twitter at dc underscore lundberg. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Join us next time this is joey martin speaking for locked on mariners part of the locked
0: on podcast network